Hey everybody, welcome back to the Blush Podcast. It is me, Keith Lachey, and Sarah. We Guys. Will be- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, today we will be discussing The Social Dilemma, the documentary on Netflix that I think was just released sometime in like September, maybe October. Fairly new. Some good things in that movie, but some also really scary things. All right, I'm so excited about this. I was just telling Keys, and I was like, okay, we need to turn this on because I'm about to start talking about it. I'm going to first give you guys like a small short synopsis, and then we can go back and forth between what we thought about the movie. I watched it twice, so, you know, going back to it, I'll tell you guys what I thought. Keys can tell you. She said she did a thesis paper. So the documentary, The Social Dilemma, examines the effect that a handful of companies, including but not limited to Google, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, have over the public. It is emphasized that a relatively small number of engineers make decisions that impact billions of people. The documentary examines the current state of social media platforms, focusing more specifically on problems in the industry. Jeff Orlowski, director of the documentary, such as Chasing Coral and Chasing Ice, designed the film to include conversations that tackle concepts in technology, such as data mining, technology addiction, machine learning, artificial intelligence, and surveillance capitalism. The film follows a cast of interviewees, most of which have left their respective companies due to varying ethical concerns that the industry as a whole has lost its way. Yeah, that's the tea. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Do you see tea? <laughs> All right, what'd you think of it? Well, if you guys didn't listen to anything Sarah said in her summary, basically what I got from this movie is that if you didn't think the Matrix is real, the Matrix is so real. And our brains are literally so like in like we're so far gone into the Matrix, we don't even understand. And like, when I say the matrix, I mean this social media where our whole lives, our brains, our personalities, our whole personas are controlled by what we see on these platforms. And so the movie and the perspective of the actual engineers is really creepy because they're aware that they're doing this. But again, corporations put profitability over the actual well-being of the people. And even in the documentary, the people that are creating this technology that they know is bad are still using it themselves. They can't even get themselves away from this matrix world of social addiction. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was what was the quote that we were talking about a while ago that you had? I wanted to discuss that because that was really interesting to me. The quote was, if you're not paying for the product then you are the product. That shook me. I'm not going to lie. Like that was insane because uh, so pretty much if you haven't watched the documentary, which you need to. Um, so if you haven't seen the documentary, what the, the, what this quote is saying is that pretty much the advertisers and the marketers that are, they are paying the social media sites, right? So it's like, we get these apps for free. We get Instagram. Facebook, if you use that, you're kind of old, but you know, Facebook, Twitter, you know, like if you're using these things for free, nothing comes, you know, nothing comes for free. Like in a capitalist society, that's just the truth. And they, they unravel it to say, you know, we are the products. 
And not only are just, I guess it's very simple to say we're the products, but not only just us, but it's like our, our minds, the way that we're formed, our attention, all of that is being sold to companies, which is really scary. Um, because, you know, I'm an advertising marketing communications major and it's, I watched this and I'd already been having doubts in my mind, but watching this is kind of like, I'm almost positive that I just can't go into this like morally and ethically. Like it's scary, you know? No, for sure. Um, I think like you said, that quote, when I tell you I heard it, I like kind of had to stop. I'm pretty sure I paused the movie to like pay attention to the quotes and like really think like what that meant to me. Like I was taking notes throughout the whole thing, but like the simple fact, when I say the matrix, I mean, literally, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the matrix of people's brains being plugged in to the machines. That is us. The machines are those like, because again, I've never like visually seen in the movie they showed like literally all of our data information being stored and like the massive rooms that are just like boxes and boxes of wires and machines, which is all of our stored data and information, which is literally our brains. They have our brains. Anything we've ever clicked, anything we've ever viewed, how long we viewed it, what we didn't like, what we ate for dinner, what we want to wear to the party that's next week. They have all that information. Like they know and since they know they're pushing things at us to get us to continue to stay on their platforms our brains we are slaves guys <laughs> this is crazy when i tell you i was like mind blown like i promise you i walked away with my jaw dropped like <gasps> no literally literally no i have like a funny story about i guess technology or whatever and it's not serious but like I don't know, to me, it scared the shit out of me in the moment. So I have a Google Home and it was plugged in at the time. That bitch stays unplugged now. Like it is no longer plugged in because I was, I was crying. Okay, whatever. I don't know why I was crying. It's just, I don't know. This is a long time ago, but okay. Anyway, and I was like sitting in my room and I was crying for some reason. And, and I look over and the Google Home turns on and says, it's okay. Do you need a hug? Oh no. Oh hell no. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and I was not having it. And like, I like got over it. I like unplugged it so fast. Cause I'm like, what, what? And I, I realized if you, if you have a Google home at home, there is like a little switch at the bottom of it. That's like hearing mode. I think that's what it's called. So it can hear you if it's on and if it's not on uh it's probably safer that way you know because it, but but it comes on like initially it's always switched but if yeah. it's off, it'll tell you it'll be like google google's hearing mode is off turn it back on i'm like no not again so yeah no i think i have a google home i'm pretty sure it's a google home but like the hearing mode has to be on so you can use the fancy features like when you're laying in bed and are like Google lights off. So that's the only thing it's supposed to be for. Right. But again, I think they proved that as well as with the Amazon Alexa, that Amazon was recording people's like full conversations. Yeah. Um, Alexa was hearing what you were saying and like accidentally sending people texts of the information that you were saying. And like, I can't be letting 
so like technology take over our lives like this <laughs> i know it's crazy like and and the thing is i think what was really really good in the documentary too was where one of them i think it was the someone who used to work at pinterest he might have owned it i don't remember his name tim maybe i don't know they're all such like white man names so <laughs> anyway and he says that um even though we always say we always have these movies that picture ai as like these huge crazy robots that are coming to like attack us but it's like it's it's right now it's right here it's in front of us it's through our phones like our phones are are the ais that are controlling us right now which i thought was interesting too it just came in a different form and we love it <laughs> we're addicted to it but i want to talk about oh what were you gonna say no, I was going to say this, the quote, what's the quote about the tools and like, <laughs> you know, the quote that I'm talking about, yeah. um, social media is supposed to be a tool. I think you know the rest of the quote, say the full quote. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the quote like word for word, but the idea of it is like tools are supposed to sit in front of you and you can pick them up and use them as you please. So like a bicycle, you know, but technology you're right but technology and ai it, it is manipulating you it's asking things from you it's like making you addicted to it so it's like you're becoming its user and its tool which is smh man smh but um i wanted to talk about social media because i think probably our listeners are mostly i feel like affected by social media there is a quote from this is the only quote I have today <laughs> from the former vice president of Facebook. He said, the things that you rely on, the short term dopamine driven feedback loops that we have created are destroying how society works. No civil discourse, no cooperation, misinformation, mistruth. So what, how has this affected you? I'm always curious about social media and how it's affected its users and stuff. So. Um, there's two main things that stuck out to me. It was the dopamine that you spoke about. It's that like feeling that we get when we get a like on our Instagram or that feeling that we get when we have someone reply with hard eyes and it's like, oh, wow, people like my things and like, oh, let me post more. Oh, they liked that. Let me keep going. Or, you know, you were not so sure if the photo was cute, but now the guy that you like on Instagram commented on it. You're like, oh, yay, this was cute. So there's that. I actually wrote a poem about dopamine um, and like social media. One of the like stanzas was um, basically always on live, but barely alive, only showing when we thrive and never when we cry. It must be dope. I mean, it's basically a drug the way it fuels our self-esteem. So mm -hmm. you can see how that you said dopamine. I immediately thought of my poem. <laughs> he said, I love dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm like, I, I mean, I do sometimes when people toot my horn, I'm like, thank you. This is <laughs> but about misinformation, I think that's like the most harmful thing to society right now is yeah. the misinformation. And we see that playing out with just the simple election. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I after I saw this, I was like, am all of, like are all of my like political stances fake because I go on Twitter too much? I'm like, mm-hmm. honestly, probably <laughs> a little a little bit of it. And I think a lot of people argue, you know, like, oh, it's just like you're posting pictures. Oh, you're just getting likes and stuff like that. And from experience, I like the part in your uh, poem that you wrote where it says something about you always want, what is it? It was like, but you never want to see people cry. Barely alive, only showing when we thrive, never when we cry. Yes, the thrive and the cry part. It's like, you know, I think that no matter how authentic that your social media can try to be, at the end of the day, it's a curation of yourself. You know what I mean? And in, in my past, like, that has harmed me because, like, I can see myself, like, starting to get addicted to this, like, curation of myself. And then, it's okay. Like there's a quote that says it's uh, a good servant, but a bad master. And, you know, I absolutely agree with that. It's like, if you start seeing yourself as these social media profiles, oh my gosh, that is so harmful. And in the, in the documentary, it was saying how uh, preteens suicide rates are like increasing at 115%. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm like, this is, this is really bad. And this is harming people's lives and like, uh, not harming them, but killing them. Literally. Yeah. But like, has it affected it's you? Crazy. Like, have you seen it in your life? Specifically misinformation? Absolutely. Yes. I was literally just watching TV yesterday and they were talking about this um age in which we are that information comes in so so rapidly and there are platforms like twitter and like facebook that are trying to regulate the information that comes in they're flagging information i don't know if you've seen on like different political people's twitter when they tweet something they'll like say this claim has been disputed this claim has been but that could be hours later hours after it's already been spread to like trillions of people, hours after I've already sent it to my group chat, hours after I've retweeted it and someone else has retweeted it. So the information is coming in so fast by so many people that have a voice. You don't even know who's telling the truth. And I think, so, because again, I'm writing a thesis paper um, on kind of uh, specifically Twitter though, there it's emotional impact on people and how we use Twitter as a space to um, kind of release some emotions that we've been feeling, you know, throughout the day, things that we wouldn't have spoken about out loud, but also as a space where we repress the way that we actually feel because Twitter, usually when we're talking about important issues on Twitter, it's a meme and we're making it funny. Right, right. <laughs> Which is like, when you make something that's serious funny, you might be repressing the way that it actually, you know, makes you feel. And so that's that curated image of misinformation. Like we're not expressing the way that we actually feel. We are making things funny that are truly not funny, but that's a defense mechanism when, you know, we deal with trauma about things that aren't funny. And so it, this, when I tell you the movie, me and my brain, mind blown. It was hitting my paper on the nail. It was talking mm. about the misinformation. It was, and, and at, after that, you know what I did? What did I went on my phone. <laughs> I went on my Instagram. I texted my friends, like, you need to see this movie. I think I tweeted it as well. And I was just like, am I, like, again, I'm playing into what 
they're talking about. But even the CEOs and the presidents and the founders were saying, we are aware of how bad things have gotten and yet we still use it as well. And truly the only solution I feel is to just budget our time and like make ourselves aware of, you know, what social media is doing. Because again, social media was not made with bad intentions. It was initially made to be used as a tool. And so if we make ourselves conscious of how it's no longer just being used as a tool, then maybe we can start, you know, tackling some bigger issues with things. But until we all know, there's no way that we can kind of like fix this terrible, terrible path we're headed down. Yeah, I I agree with everything that you just said. Um, like, I think like, wa- after watching this, like, I really don't go on social media as much. And I think that's just like, me understanding the behind the scenes of marketing and like, what it can do as well, like just in class. And like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, you guys think this is okay? Like, we're doing presentations right now. And whenever you know you look up information about your your brand that you're trying to do your presentation on it'll start showing up everywhere like they'll start giving you like all of these ads on snapchat or twitter on literally every single like channel that you go through and i'm like that's not okay you know i'm like we're 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 doing these presentations on these brands and every single, every single person who's presented has been like, yeah, it's been showing up on like everything. And I'm like, that's like manipulation at its finest, you know? It's like humans, they said as well in the documentary, it's like humans are not, we, our brains are not developing at the same pace as technology is right now. And it's like, that's scientific proof that this is not healthy for us, you know? And, and um, I was watching an interview with Tristan which I don't know why he doesn't go by Tristan. Can you hear that in the background? Yeah, it's okay. Okay, let me start over. Um, So I watched an interview with Tristan. Tristan. (laughs) Tristan. He goes like Tristan, but you know what, whatever. He's a genius, so I have literally no leeway to say anything. Uh, And he says how he doesn't want us, the viewers, to feel as though like we're the ones at fault. Like we're the one making the mistake. Like these these not tools, these like, you know, this AI and this technology is, is like being created so that we become addicted to them. And, you know, and so we are manipulated, you know, it's like, and so you shouldn't feel bad or you shouldn't feel guilty, I guess. And it's like, yes, I think it is our job at the end of the day to limit it, but I don't know. I think that we're all we're all victims uh, to this, you know, technology that's been created. But we're victims, but we also are like, I'm not going to say we're voluntarily using it, but if you were to tell the social media influencers to delete their Instagram, they would be like, oh, heck no. Like, I can't do that. My life is like, this is how I get paid. This is how I live my life. And it's like, how did we become a place where our lives literally depend on the social media platform that we created? Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess it's like a, I mean, again, when you relate this back to the matrix, there's the people in the matrix that are okay with being in the matrix and would never want to leave the matrix. And then there's the people that are like, I need to get the heck out. 
but there's still the people that are like, I don't want to leave this place. Like I'm perfectly happy living my life where I am right now. Like, don't take me out. I don't want to go to this mysterious land of like uncertainty. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of a philosophy. This is more like, I don't remember the dude's name um, that came up with this philosophy or what it's called. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But it's actually about, it's like targeted toward capitalism, but it's basically saying like the people that enjoy and like soak it up, you know, i.e. Jeff Bezos and stuff like that. It's like those people, yeah, in a way like deserve to be manipulated and deserve to be used because they like, they love it. Like they, they eat that shit up. You know what I mean? And I think that's the same thing with technology. Like, oh, I was going to say something, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's talk all. About capitalism. Do you want to talk about capitalism? <laughs> no, I thought that's. I don't know. I was trying to like re regenerate your thoughts. I mean, I can say what I thought you were gonna say. Kind of talking about um capitalism and how it's so challenged. Like no matter what, and again, like I'm not gonna say like we need to get rid of capitalism, which I think we should. But like it all goes down to the fact that we live in a place where the most important thing is money and profit and um profitability is always put over the well-being of the people and i think hold on is this a quote right here i don't think this is a quote but it's kind of just saying that like bias because going back to misinformation like biased things untruthful things things that are like kind of like exciting and gossip that sells more than the truth people don't want to hear the truth it's always about money it's always about um you know what's gonna sell sex sells things like that that's controversial in and of itself that's a whole nother topic i don't know if you guys saw that movie you think it was cuties i haven't seen it but maybe next podcast <laughs> a mess a complete mess but again like it's all about profitability she was talking about getting the message out and like making people aware but like in the movie industry, the goal, and I mean, I don't know, I don't want to speak on another woman, movie industry is to make money. Mm-hmm. False information, getting the juicy headlines in the magazines is to make their money. Um, just any Instagram user that's a social media influencer that's posting anything a day is because the more that they post, the more followers that they get, there's somehow a brand that's going to be like, oh, let me send you something free. Let me make a promotional collaboration deal with you. Yeah. So technology feeds right into this capitalistic society that we live in. Yeah, um, for sure. Literally. Mm-mm. I, mm-mm. I can go on and on about capitalism, but <laughs> let me move on before I explode. Uh, I guess we're talking about like people's awareness. And I remember what I was going to say. And it was that in the, um, I understand like it is the people who are complacent within this system, but in the, in the Netflix documentary as well, they were saying how our brains and the way that we've evolved we've constantly have always not constantly but we have always wanted in the past and today this approval of people in our tribe but our tribes have never been two million people looking at us yes you know (laughs) (laughs) like my eyes are big right now and i'm nodding my head (laughs) yeah like exactly and it's like it's true you know And I've gotten off social media a lot more and began to 
like I'm like a direct victim of this like I'm not gonna lie and that's why I love talking about this um is because like I've created like such good friends and like family around me and I'm like what have I been doing my whole life like trying to curate this like social media profile where it's like two million people are watching me or whatever but it's like when you truly this is so cheesy but it's like you create like a close circle like you do feel this emotional difference and I'm like crap I've been played like that these two million watchers matter more than the close people in my quote tribe it's a mess and I think the point that keeps sticking out to me when you say we're creating this curated image we literally like justify it by saying like it's the brand like that's my brand this is my page's aesthetic like that's who I am and then like I walk out my house and it's like I don't know if you guys have ever gone on my Instagram before actually no that's a lie I do wear purple every single day I'm wearing <laughs> purple right now but if you guys go to my Instagram the whole thing is purple that's really how I am in real life but other people that like post other things like that's a part of their brand and aesthetic they might not be living true to that outside in the real world. But after watching the movie, when I tell you, it's really hard. like, although I did go on social media after, I did, my viewpoint was different. I can say that I was kind of like, I don't think the word was disgusted, but I think I was disgusted mm -hmm. at like, just like scrolling and like viewing the content. And I'm like, ew, why is this person posting this? Why do I like need to see that she just woke up? Like, and then sometimes when I'm about to post something, I'm like, no, people don't need to know this. I don't even know why I'm recording this right now. I'll look at um, someone's page that I know in real life and I'll be like, yo, I know you. This <laughs> is not you. What are you doing? First of all, you don't look like this. Why is every single picture you have with the filter? Because you're not even ugly. Like you're not, but you've just become so like, I'm not talking about you, Sarah. <laughs> like, I want to make sure, because I kept saying you. I do that by accident. I'm talking about the Instagram users. No, no, no. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. I, no, I don't know who you're talking about. That's not what I meant to say. I meant I'm to say, talking I'm, about no, she's not talking about anyone. I just understand what you're saying. Okay. okay. Dude, okay. Alice and Annie are going to be watching this and be like, they only know us two together. <laughs> I'm not subbing anybody. I'm just not. <laughs> No, people are like putting these filters on their whole Instagram is filters. You can't even find a photo without them having a filter on. And it's like people have become so accustomed to like how they look with the filter that they just don't even think that they look nice without it anymore. Mm -hmm. Or like, I'll go on and I'm like, why is this person even posting this right now? I know that blah, 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 such and such happened to them. Shouldn't they be dealing with what happened to them? Like, I know what they're going through right now. And like, why are they? And it's just. Mm. yeah i know sorry if you can also hear us okay that's okay anyway. <laughs> sarah i don't even know like <laughs> i need to get out like i promise you when i say i like hold the movie the matrix so like true to my heart and how i didn't understand how deep and how real the matrix was until i watched this movie because like they put it on such a like quite frank like they explained it in such like a this is where your brain is this is where your information is here's what they're doing with it that's how they're controlling you you can't stop like <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. it, it's it's crazy because it like is exactly that and the scariest thing is that what is it 
you know what I mean? Like, there's no name for it. Like, there is no one person that is doing, doing the doing, you know? It's like, it's this machine that, what did, what did one uh, person say? One of the CEOs in there said something like, uh, these, these, like, pieces of technology that like they that they use you know or the algorithms what what generates the algorithms and makes them go they in a way they have opinions because the people have told it what to do and that's all it knows and it will continue doing that until we decide to fix it but the thing is is that um Tristan said that like there what there's like 60, 60 white guys working on this and some of them don't even know like the full entirety of what these machines can do and that's scary because if we created it's like it's the frankenstein story you know like we've created a monster and we don't know how to control it like <laughs> but i guess like what moving forward or to end this podcast because we're running out of time, what what should we do? Get out. Get out <laughs> fast. <laughs> Put down your phone. <laughs> oh, I, honestly, I don't know. And I think as long as we live in a capitalistic society, it's going to be very hard to change any of the issues that we're currently dealing with. Again, when you put profitability over the well-being of the people, the people that have the money are gonna wanna keep their money. Yep. And so, I mean, I think we gotta get rid of capitalism. I don't think that's easy. I don't, like, we can't just like, oh, it's gone now, everyone. Like, but again, I don't even know what would happen if we did get rid of that. Like, I don't really think there's an answer other than just educating yourselves and making sure that like, you know, you don't get sucked into the sunken place. You could use the tools and make sure you're just using them as tools and like, know yourself, keep yourself grounded, have your off, like your offline presence. Um, budget your time tell yourself i'm only going to use an hour and if you see yourself using more than an hour then question yourself like hey am i a little a little too addicted to this right now i'm gonna need to you know get control of my addiction mm -hmm. yeah i think well i don't like capitalism either so i agree uh, and i believe with yeah like definitely budgeting your time uh i know in the end of the documentary as well Please drink every time that I say in this documentary. Um, but anyway, in the documentary, <laughs> it says, you know, they say at the end that we need uh, restrictions, like on what they, what information they have on us. And I, I also watched another podcast where they discussed this as well, not watched, listened. And they were saying how, what if in the future they can see, or like we can see what information they have on us. Like, would we be okay with that? I don't no. know. I don't know if I would be okay with that, like, truly. But that's an option where, you know, maybe they give us universal health care. <laughs> In turn, for, like, what, like, we've given them. Uh, but I know, like, for me right now, like, I, I really am an, an, I guess you can say, like, an advocate for, for separating yourself from social media and, like, not seeing your own value in in the numbers and the status and all that shit uh and yeah budget it start watching your screen time i think we easily can go up to like eight hours six hours a day 
on our phones. And I'm like, that is too much of my life taken away from me. Um, and that's what they want, you know? They profit off of broken people. So, yes, I think. I'm squeeze one thing in. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead, girl. <laughs> How they track your information, they follow, you know, your habits. And after you uh, research something, you see all that information popping up on your Instagram. Now, listeners, I don't know if you're familiar with what cookies are. I learned what cookies are because, again, I'm a, I was doing advertising marketing as well. But if you guys click yes on cookies, allow page to track your cookies. If you go on Google and you click yes, then you immediately are agreeing for them to advertise to you products that you just were on their page looking at. That's how they track your behavior. And like some pages don't even let you access their site without you clicking yes, I accept the cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. They use cookies because it's a sweet name, but they're trying right? to okay. like cookies, you're like, yum, but then like, no. <laughs> Uh, okay well I love talking about cookies so we're gonna end the podcast here because we're almost out of time and I hope this doesn't uh not record so thank you guys so much for listening to us today again I'm Sarah and I'm Keys and this was the social media dilemma podcast yes have a good one bye guys bye bye